Hi folks, this is Michael and welcome to the Blood Walk. And folks, I gotta tell you, I've interrupted my series on the seven visitations of Yahshua uh, briefly. And this has so much to do with the desperation, the desperate hour that America is in right now. Uh, our destiny hangs in the balance, our fate hangs in the balance and what is troubling, what is troubling is that the evangelical Christians in America have turned against President Trump. Many of them have. And uh, to those of you who are familiar with Mark Taylor, he can, you know, search out his uh, his videos on uh, on YouTube if you can still find them. He was uh, purged in the great YouTube purge also. But if you can find him, listen to him, and Mark's going to tell you exactly what's been going on with the evangelical churches. Um they're all falling into the category of the 501c3, which is a, a government-backed church, a government-backed church. And evangelical churches, and yes, dang near every denomination in America has sold out for the 501c3 so that they could have a little bit of money in there. Uh, oh, God. So it's, uh, uh, it, it has to do with not having to clear your income taxes. If you're, uh, if you're not familiar with what a 501c3 is, it's uh, supposed to be a nonprofit organization. However, the churches in America have become nothing but profit-oriented organizations. And this is terrifying. It should be terrifying to the nation that the churches have sold out. And it, it, it is troubling. It is very troubling. And you see, the thing is, is that I truly believe that God is still going to put Donald Trump in the White House for another four years. But what's troubling is that the Christians have dropped the ball in this, have dropped the ball. So many of them are so interested in how much they're getting in their 401ks. You know, what's what's the size of my bank account? You know, it's all money, 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 money. And it is sickening. I tell you, it is sickening before heaven. I tell you, when when if you have listened to any of these broadcasts, any of these podcasts, you heard me, especially the early ones, you've heard me speak sometimes at length on what I call and what is called the milfaw. And I'm going to give it to you briefly again. In John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now, in your English Bibles and in many of your Bibles that are based on the Greek, it says, in the beginning was the logos. And I'm going to tell you flat out, this is an abomination to call the word of the living God the Logos. Logos was the name of Hermes, who was a fallen uh, uh, Greek god, the, the messenger, the little messenger god of the Greek pantheon, or Mercury, same guy. And this, he was called in Greek the Logos. And to call the word of God the Logos to me is an abomination. In the Aramaic, the word is called the Milthaw the milthaw, and I'm going to give you the definition of this real briefly here because I want to continue on. The milthaw is the essence of the essence, the essence of heaven, the essence of the living God, the substance, the tangible substance of the word reverberating in your heart like a brand new sun bursting with life in your soul, bursting with life in your inner man. That's the milthaw. That is the word of the living God. And not every word in the Bible is a milthaw. Not every word is. And this is where so many people get tripped up. 
The milpah is the word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. That's the milpah, not the words that proceed from men, not just typical scriptures that you find throughout just about the whole Bible, but it is a word that came forth from the mouth of God himself, such as the Ten Commandments, such as every word that proceeded forth from the mouth of Yahshua the Messiah. This is called the milpah. God himself shall speak through the mouth of this prophet. And I tell you truly, people, the milpah is the word of truth. Thy word, O God, is truth. It's his word. Doesn't belong to a man. It's his word. It's the word that came from above, like the Torah that came down from above. All right? This is the milpah. The Torah itself is the source of every word that Yahshua ever spoke. It is the source of it. Now then, I had to give you that brief definition again because the new covenant, the new covenant in that day, I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. I will write my Torah in their heart. I will write my Torah in their mind. And when he says he's going to write it, when he says he's going to write it, let me tell you what happens here, folks. Let me tell you what happens. This is when you are filled with the, with the brilliant, shimmering white light of the Holy Spirit. All right? And he is embedding his word. He is embedding his commandment. He is embedding the words from his mouth into your spirit, into your heart, into your inner being. He is embedding embedding his word into your consciousness so that you become, this is the covenant, people, where you become one. You become one with God. You become one with the Son. You become one with heaven. You become one with his agenda, one with his will, one with his plan. You become one with him. That is the beauty and the power Oh, people, this covenant, oh, 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 my. This is the covenant that catapults you to the paradise of God. This is the covenant that catapults you to the tree of life. This is the covenant that God greatly desires to bring to America. And I tell you, no nation on earth has ever received this covenant have ever received it. And I'll tell you what, for those of you who are just casually listening here, you take a look at, if you do not know anything about the Torah, if the only thing you know about the law, the Torah, comes out of Christianity, all right, then understand the attitude that they have towards, towards the word that came forth out of the mouth of God, and you take a look at, at their attitude, and they hate it. They despise it. They slander it. They accuse it, and they know not what they do. They do not know what they do. They bring terrible, horrible judgment, not only upon themselves, but upon the whole nation when they condemn the words of the living God, thinking that they're being champions of Christianity while at the same time they condemn the word. Right? But this covenant, people, has never been received, ever, by any nation. And yet it was this covenant that the apostles of the Lamb had. It was this covenant that they were preaching and teaching and when they had it, when the 12 apostles of the Lamb had the covenant, they flipped the world upside down and they could actually begin to see the potential and the possibility of heaven on earth because that is what this covenant is designed to do by God himself and it is to bring heaven to earth. 
heaven on earth. I mean, take a look at the prayer of Yahshua. You know, oh, shakabahara manakete. I didn't mean to do that, but oh, people, people, people. Oh, people, this is the light. This is the covenant. This is the covenant that's going to be in place in Daniel 12 when you see the wise and the righteous shining as bright as a noonday sun. These are the people that receive the covenant of God, the Torah covenant, the covenant of Jeremiah 31, 31. So like I was saying, I've interrupted my series on the uh, seven visitations of Yahshua. And I, and I was telling you earlier, right, the word covenant the new covenant to me is the milfaw that burns in my heart. It burns like fire in my heart. It grabs a hold of me. It's like there's times it's all I can talk about is the covenant. And yet, and I'll tell you what, what's frustrating to me is that when I speak about these things to Christians, man, it, it's like, it's like it, it, you just almost watch your words fall to the ground. They just kind of bounce off. Because they all think, well, we have the New Testament. And I'm going, you might have a testament, people, but you don't have the covenant. Look at it. Read what this covenant is. Every covenant. People, the words of the covenant are the Ten Commandments. This was true in the covenant in the wilderness with Israel. And it is true with the covenant of Yahshua. And, and here's the deal. If you're a Christian and you understand the attitude you have had towards the Torah, you take that attitude and you flip over to Isaiah 53 and you begin to see, you begin to see that your attitude towards the Torah is the same attitude that the Jews had towards Yahshua. To whom has the arm of Yahweh been revealed? Who has believed our report? Who has believed our message? Our message that comes from heaven. Who has believed it? Who has believed it? You know, and when you take a look at various passages in there, you know that we esteemed him smitten of God and afflicted. We didn't esteem him. We didn't look upon him as anything great and wonderful and beautiful. But that's the same attitude that, that the Christians have towards the Torah. It's been rejected. It's been, it's been vilified. And it's like, and you wonder why, Christian, that you don't ever get any closer to heaven. You wonder why you are lacking in the visitations of Yahshua. You wonder why you are lacking in the moves of the Spirit. How can you have the move of the Spirit if you reject the Spirit of truth? Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And the truth is the Torah. It is the Torah. Psalm 119, verse 142. Thy Torah, thy law is the truth. Thy law is the truth. And people, I tell you, this is the covenant that God greatly desires to bring to this nation. Something that the world has never seen before. An absolutely unprecedented move of heaven within this nation. But you old Christians... You're going to have to figure out again, how do you get hungry again? How do you get thirsty again for righteousness? This covenant is going to bring to this nation perpetual righteousness from generation to generation to generation to generation, perpetual righteousness. 
it's no longer going to be a temporary victory that lasts for a year or two, and then everybody stumbles and falls and, 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 and everything blows up. <coughs> this is not like that. This is permanent. This is permanent. This is permanent righteousness. This is a change that you can't lose. And it is the most beautiful, magnificent, wonderful thing that you could ever, oh, God, it is heaven within you. This is the kingdom of heaven. And I'll tell you what happens, folks. Not only are you going to have a super mega nova union with the creator, you're going to have a supernova mega union with the creation, with the creation, with the creation. And as you look upon the creation, and this is what's going to happen to your heart, you are going to, in an instant, you are going to behold the horrors that we have inflicted upon the animals, the horrors we have inflicted upon planet Earth. You're going to look upon these horrors through the eyes of the Creator, and it is going to break your heart. It is going to make you howl. It's going to break your heart so bad when you see the creation through His eyes. But it is necessary. It is necessary that everybody go through that experience. It's necessary because this is the heart of the Creator. And if you want to abide there, if you want to dwell in the bosom of God, you're going to have to get a change of heart towards His creation and what we've done to it. As you have done it unto the least of these, you have done it unto me. I tell you what, folks, I'm going to uh, I'm going to attach a, a little song on the end of this, and uh, and I put this up. I put up a string of songs in the previous broadcast, but this is the very first one, and it was called "Oh My People." And uh, I received this song back in um, probably early 1992. And things were not as desperate in 1992 as they are now, right? The Clintons had just taken the White House, or they were about to take the White House, which they did. And, um, oh, God, it was, a, it was the downfall of America. It, but unfortunately, it began in 1988, the downfall of America. It is as though Satan himself captured the White House in the persona of George Bush the first. And it has been on a downhill spin ever since until Donald Trump stood up. Until Donald Trump stood up and came down that golden escalator. And I, and I just got to say it again. It is, it, 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 it's, it's dang near heartbreaking that, that Christians have gotten so religious, so self-righteous, that they have become such a in the nostrils of God through their holier-than-thou attitude towards this man, towards this man. It is a test. It's like, can you love your neighbor as yourself, Christian? Or you're going to damn yourself every time somebody just makes one tiny little error. Maybe they say a bad word out of their mouth. Maybe they say bullshit or something like that, but it offends but it offends your holier-than-thou attitude. So you feel you've got a right to judge, condemn, and damn anybody who does not walk in the same place you do. But I tell you what, when everything's all said and done, Christian, when everything is all said and done, and you've got to look in the mirror, and you've got to look into the face of God, 
and you've got to give an account as to why, as to why, as to why you damned your own nation, as to why you let it slip through your fingers, as to why you didn't care. You just did not care to put forth the effort. What are you going to sh- what are you going to say in the day that you meet the one that you call Lord and Savior? What are you going to say in that day? He put this nation into your hands. He put it into your hands, and look what happened to it. Church, you had the United States of America, and you turned it into Sodom and Gomorrah. Sheesh, people. Sheesh. So I'm going to attach a little song on here, and yes, it's primitive. It is. I recorded it out of GarageBand a few years ago. But nevertheless, listen to the words of the song. Listen to the words. And I'm going to put it up right now. And You know, for all of you who are listening, for all of you that can hear, for all of you that can, for all of you that hear what I'm saying in your heart, in your heart, God bless you. And, uh, and I'll talk to you in a few days, but give an ear, and I'll see you later.
water weep bitterly wail and mourn over your secret sins wail and mourn over your sins